When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best dang podcast you could put your moist little ears into. This is the voice of Sam Bashur. Thank you so much for joining us. And joining us as always is Mr. DJ Wolder. That's me. And today we have a very special guest. Please give a warm welcome to Mr. Corjandrew. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So excited, man. I didn't know how to pronounce your name until this moment. And I feel like you and I share that. There you go. Oh, I did say Genre is a name that is like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) those vowels, eh? (laughs) I uh, definitely looked. uh, We've had a couple guests on recently. I'm like, I wrote down their name over and over again. And they're like, actually, it's this. I'm like, well, I'm just going to, I'm not, and now I'm not going to say it the way I learned it. And I'm not going to say it the way you told me. You find that third way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say the one in between and I'm going to just scoot past it as quick as I possibly can. I'm so glad, like, dude, man, and guy are socially acceptable. They save lives and friendships. Hey, man. Hey, man. man. Hey, hey, dude, bro. (laughs) My dude. My dude's the new one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I just just recently had a moment we were at at an event and he was like, oh, hey. Hey, it's been so long. Yeah, man. Like, oh. And it, it wasn't until about like four minutes of the conversation. I'm like, that's who you are. Yeah. I got it. I'm on it now. I, I got it. The yeah. less we use Facebook, the worse it gets. Because yeah, like yeah. Facebook used to be like, if I know close friends, I can look up them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's who this is. But now it's like no. people are barely, and Twitter's not going to be a search engine. Like I don't know how to no. connect those dots. No. Mm. No, and like I'm trying to figure out if we follow each other, if we know people who follow yeah. each other, but you can't look that up, so it fucking blows. Anyways, uh, Koi, Sorry, thank you so you immediately. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. So you're doing stuff over at Collider. Yeah. Stuff over at Gamma Ray stu- uh, and Skybound and Nerdist and Geek and Sundry and Bite Size? Uh, yeah, started a Bite Size. Doing pretty good. I yeah. Remember things. I did. Yeah. The phonetics, <laughs> the last name's go. gone, but the resume yeah. intact. <laughs> so, and you're uh, you're the resident comic book guy usually when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I know over at, uh, what are you doing over at Gamma right now? Can you talk about? Uh, uh, so there's something I can't talk about, but you'll know about soon that I'm really proud of because it, it's kind of the culmination of, of everything my brand represents. Nice. Uh, that mm. will be that will be me trying to fix perception of content. It's, mm-hmm. It's my big, like, it'll start here. This will be the seed that turns into the tree that hopefully becomes my Tonight Show. Oh, uh, very cool. So I don't know if it's it's a forever thing, but I know it's, it's we got like a, a plan for a short term, like a mini series. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my absolute carnage. There you and go. And the ramifications down the line are hopefully like issue sixes. Very cool. Uh, but I, I love working with those guys, and I just did, uh, they, they had their first pop shop thing um, where we basically had a bunch of rad Skybound merch, and I was like, I was like the QVCer. Like, I, mm-hmm. I had so much fun playing with that, because I love comics comic merch mm-hmm. and I love that we exist in a time when it's not like remember in 95 when the cards were out we had to go to like a baseball shop yeah, yeah, and yeah. you felt weirdly ostracized like you'd be <laughs> yeah. like I want these nerd cards we had to like talk to the guy that's like oh the blah 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 and you're like ah but now nerd culture is so popular that you can get such a variety of things except for those really cards cool. they don't make the cards anymore the card. it's yeah. weirdly that's the thing that's gone yeah because yeah. <laughs> when I was growing up like uh, my uh, when my sister came along the thing my dad started doing with me because the uh, that pregnancy was complicated so it was to keep me distracted as a young kid we started collecting those non-sports training cards yeah. so I've got books of that 
that stuff. The Fleer and, Ultras, man. Exactly. And that was my introduction to a lot of these characters because you'd read the back and you're like, oh, Power this is Power level, what's... bio. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. And uh, so every once in a while, my dad my dad and I want to revisit that, but you can't. It's hard, man. They're not anywhere. And and I think it's a great like way to introduce people to new characters in random. Like, I think yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. The rad like, masterpiece art, like the Joe Jusco paintings. Yeah, and, and things, it's a great but... too because it's like, you know, the main selling. If you want to gauge whether a character is going to be successful or not, it's almost entirely dependent on how cool their costume is. Right. So when you're looking at the cards, like, oh, Darkhawk, who's that? That guy looks cool. Oh, I Demo guess, Goblin, yeah, five yeah, seconds. Yeah, in boom. <laughs> Done. I'm going to pick up Maximum Carnage right. issue five because he's on the cover. And now, yeah. you know, first appearance, that goes up. It was yep. a great marketing gimmick yep. is what we're saying, internet. Uh, <laughs> it but, worked but for us. We were in, uh, yeah. but Skybound, uh, I've been doing this thing called uh, Iconic, and it's about, like, why blank is iconic. Yeah, so it's dope. They're, they're letting me write these absurd essays that mm-hmm. no one else would let me do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wrote about the metamodernism impact of Deadpool and how Deadpool is the first metamodernist icon of the comic book space. That's right. Dude, um, the video was dope. It thank was really you, good. Thank and also, you. man, shout out to, Ga- go subscribe to Gamma Ray. I plugged them before because I've done a couple shows with them and I just did this um, hot noodles show. It was like a, it was a variety <laughs> show mixed with like eating the fucking hottest sauces. We, we had to cover up what they were but we could say what the Scoville unit was. Yeah. The highest we got to was half a million and it was, it, the hot sauce crept underneath my teeth. Like I could feel it in my teeth and I'm like, Jesus fucking! I is think this I ongoing? Oh, it's I done. Want it was the, a aww. it was a five five episode limited series. We had so many cool people on that came on, and we had to we had to be the ones that ate the thing. They couldn't I mean, they couldn't eat the hot sauce because like, liabilities. Yeah, like and also it's not like hot ones where you can like rub it in the yeah. stuff. It's just in a it's in liquid, so it not, none of it dissipates at all or gets <laughs> or gets better. Amazing. And so it was just like you can just watch me like chugging milk, and by the end of the episode, there's so much fucking milk in me, I can't like. <laughs> think anymore i'm like i like i can't like finish sentences and it was so hard to finish those shoots regardless very excited um, i know what content i'm enjoying this afternoon there you go well thank you please watch <laughs> it so we can get a season two um but no they those people over those boys over at skybound are they're good boys uh jesse and i used to be roommates uh jesse nice. and i lived together so we he's we've stayed boy. he's a great boy he's big a fan of that boy. boy uh so it was it was cool that he's over at a place where i've i really respect what skybound represents so it's really cool to be yeah. selfish like and my boy's over there killing it uh-huh. so uh to, to Double win for me. So check out the Gamma Ray guys. They're absolutely fantastic. And they're really invested in creators and like creativity. Yeah. No, they're, uh, so fan. they're good boys. Make sure you subscribe to Gamma Ray because they always need they need more subscribers. It's crazy that they don't have more subscribers because they really foster a really healthy creative environment. The production value stuff. of all their work is next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to disparage like Collider Nerds or everybody else that we love, but they know they're great. Yeah. Let the Gamma yeah. Ray people Gamma know. Ray needs that yeah. boost. Go check them out. But so you've been doing, uh, you're the ongoing host right now for Collider heroes mm-hmm. correct yep. and you hop onto like movie talk and other series that collider has yeah so collider basically i'm their i'm their comic book expert alongside amy dolan who's nice. ever so lovely uh and amy She's and the i first person i met when i moved out here no way because yeah, i hit house of secrets right when i when i hit She's burbank and i've been going to that shop ever since same that was yeah. my that was my first i've been at the same comic book shop since i was seven yeah and then that was this was my second comic book yep shop. so mm-hmm. it it took the glory of house of secrets to get me to betray mm-hmm. my, my loyalty there you go. Uh, because i was shipping them across every six months Ooh, but that that shit. is commitment Commitment, man. I was, is, I'm from Boston. I was yeah. shopping at Larry's Comics in Lowell, Massachusetts check from it out. 7 till 22. Mm-hmm. No, 24. And I only recently, uh, but every six months I'd get them shipped, but with this job I can't yep. wait for the six month yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, I literally that. have to know my comics. Man, so, I thought 
I was dedicated when I was driving an hour just to check out House of Secrets Mailing back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I and I literally only left because of the convenience of I need to read my comics. So yeah. if it wasn't for the job, I would probably still get in my comic shit from Larry because he's like an uncle to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like said, I love when you find a shop that feels like home. Yeah. And whenever I go home, I still check it out. He's in yeah. Chelmsford now, but if you're from Lowell, if you're from the the, the Boston area, Larry is a, a titan of industry. Uh, but Collider Collider basically fosters this this great news flavor they have this incredible multimedia presence and uh, I'm their comic book guy so we do the show called comic book shopping I'm super proud of where we take celebrities that are in these giant properties and I try to go like this is why it matters let me show you the foundation of what this is and I try to ask different questions than you'd get in a junket or you'd get in these the, I, I, I believe in long form content mm-hmm. um, the interviews actually run we could probably do like 40 minute cuts of them uh, wow. But we had to cut them down to like the 12 because of YouTube. But like David Harbour and I talked about Newsroom for 15 minutes and it just didn't fit the narrative. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and I had some of the best conversations I've ever had with anyone ever. But nice. Sony needed it to be under 13 minutes. But Jake was so attentive that his his impossible handsomeness was only overshadowed by his like his, his humanness. Yeah. Like you look at Jake and those those piercing blues mm-hmm. are, are listening and absorbing and he, he wanted to learn about comics from someone that was so in love with it. I saw him shaping a character. I saw yeah. him like forming this narrative and he um he loved saga love love mr miracle uh he's super invested in that world and this is a guy who just like is absorbing thought like you yeah. can see why he's so talented and yeah. that couldn't happen without something like comic it's interesting that, that uh um, when you meet somebody at that level because there's that immediate like oh this is why yeah this is why you're successful as you are this is how you got here and why you're so talented I, you absorb it all i think the one of the first hall h panels i went to was i was uh, covering for screen junkies was Netflix and it was where they were doing Death Note and Bright. Yeah. And so it was like, it was rocky. <laughs> and then Will Smith comes out and, and spins the whole thing and like completely gets the audience on inside like, oh, that's why. Yeah, that's why you're Will excited. Smith. You were yeah. excited for Bright when you got out of that. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, what yeah. the hell? Will Smith got me excited. I mean, we saw Aladdin, we had a good time because of Will Smith. Yeah, and so that when you there's there's a reason those those people are in the positions they're at. And when you meet them in the environment that is your safe space, yeah. it really it changes everything. And and like talking to Zach Levi is a comic book nerd, but two comic book nerds in one space being that the theme, like we were both children, like two yeah. seven year olds, like ah! <laughs> for an hour in a comic yeah. book store and that that's such a unique thing that the internet can foster that's a very unique show and Collider's been really gracious in letting me like play uh, and, and the guests we've gotten uh, bananas we, I'm so like Sony flying me to London for Jake Gyllenhaal Jake's my favorite actor of all time uh, and Bubble Boy but, yeah, I mean Bubble naturally Bubble, yeah, Bubble I mean, Boy, and yeah. October yeah. Sky yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bubble Boys, but boy. more recognizable. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, but like Jake and Heath Ledger are my two, and Brokeback's obviously hugely important to so many things. So to talk to him about the world he's grown through and into, and then tying it into my world of comics, and he played a friend of mine in a movie, um, Stronger, where he lost his legs mm-hmm. the marathon bombing. Yeah. Uh, that that kid went to my middle school. We went to we went to class together. Yeah. So oh. Jake and I got to talk about like the importance of that, and all of these conversations are happening just beside Mr. Miracle and mm-hmm. just beside all these all these amazing things. And then to see him learn why I appreciate it because we don't have just a four-minute junket is the power of shows that, that live in the internet. And I don't think it could have existed till now. That's why, that, that's why like comic book shop, it, it just works a little bit 
I like well, not a little bit, a lot better than junkets because it's just so goddamn stressful. As soon as you get in there, you're already sweating. You're already like, I do not want to ask the same question that they've already the heard last 30. 30 yeah. Oh my God. It's like, it's the worst. Cause you know that like, they're not having the worst time in the world, but could you imagine if you answered the same thing 30 mm-hmm. times day after day for like a week again, and in different countries. Yes. <laughs> you fly different countries, and their translator tells you what the other voice told you in the country that whatever country you speak, that's the language you've heard it in already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's just nice when you can have longer, longer form content yeah. where people can just like relax and understand the host more yeah. and feel comfortable in the space. And you can have a good time and have something special that un- unlike a junket where you're, you click on any junket for any movie, they're going to start looking the same. Even when you try to do a game, which I've done that before, <laughs> and it's just like, nah, man, it just makes it, it now it's more complicated. Now the room's filled up more. And now, and now, and now all the PR people are like, what's he going to say? What's he going to get out of him? And then all of a sudden the tension of the room is really high stakes. And no. I, I want to be the James Lipton of comic book content. I don't want to be like the BuzzFeed. Like, mm. no, if, don't respect BuzzFeed. No, again, you got your own stuff. But no. like, I really, I appreciate the long form and I, I think hour long conversations are a lost art. And I'd much rather have a conversation than try to get a scoop. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather not try to find out the last, the third act of the movie doesn't matter to me. I'll see the damn movie. But why do you like the third act of the movie? That's more mm. important to me. Why, why why was Jake drawn to Mysterio? Uh, and, and to use Jake again, he because that was the, the second and most recent one, um, he has this thing where he talks about his molecular structure changing with characters. So I realized that Mysterio is effectively the culmination of a lot of my favorite of his characters, and we broke it down and systematically went through assembling that part. That would have been the entire Junket interview, and Sony had been like, really? So that, that, doesn't, that doesn't work in those formats. Uh, and I also, I, I just shamelessly swore at Samuel Jackson during my Glass interview, and the entire room got tense. And he thought it was funny, but for like a second and a half, I was like, "I'm never working in this town oh, again." Yeah. And that's, that's the, crazy. I can picture it now. Oh, yeah, just like, and I'm fired. Yeah, uh, he had just done that the, the thing where he blessed the congresswoman with the the, the mother bleeper seal. Can we swear yeah. on the show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, he had just told the congresswoman, whoever, like, you've got the motherfucker seal of approval, yeah. like the day before. So I came in there and I was like, "Hey." is there a swear besides motherfucker Americans are using incorrectly? Mm-hmm. And the whole room was just like, uh, white boy. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh. And he was like, man, motherfucker's a national standard. And yeah. I was like, oh. And those moments happen in junket settings, but they're so few and far between yeah. that it, it becomes a highlight reel. And that also feels false. That feels... Journalism's dying, and I'm trying to save it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want everything to be just a, a, a TMZ headline. Mm-hmm. It, it's exhausting, especially in comic book content. It's yeah. so easy to fall down the slippery slope of like merchandising and buzz things, and poor Tom Holland's just trying to be a boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel so just bad for that kid in the middle of divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw, I saw him at D23, and just the sadness in his eyes. Like, people forget he's a human being, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, what's going on with Spider Man? He's like, I'm just trying to live. Yeah. Like, I just. He's going to be in a weird little limbo slash hell for just a few months of just people like regardless of his uh, feelings towards what's happening people are gonna hound him for information that he wouldn't why would he know he's like he's like funny story the Sony check's still clear so I don't really care he's not both Sony and Marvel like everyone's treating him they're like what's going on with the thing he's like I'm a 22 year old like why would I and I just that's the stuff but wait shitty what would be worse those questions are like hey so are you and Zendaya are you what's going on what's yeah. I saw you with this blonde girl. What's up with that? I, it's different time. Now everyone's asking about the future of the goddamn nerd movies. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the, how many times is the bubble going to burst? And, yeah. and those conversations don't have to come up if you're doing the long form stuff that yeah. I think is so important. And, uh, and it's really cool to like David Harbour's a and d guy. And we got to talk about D&D relating to comics. And then uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, uh, it and, uh, and Shazam. 
is a 50-year-old man <laughs> in a 15-year-old body. <laughs> like, the dude likes Steely Dan. And yeah. I never would have learned any of that. So uh, I, think, I think that's what the internet space is missing more of. And I think that if we lean back into finding out why the people that interest us are interesting instead of finding out what they're doing next, uh, we'll all be better off. And then it humanizes them, which is, I think the thing that the internet is missing is the humanity because we have this like weird emoji emoticon lifestyle. And the more we shorten content, the more the humanity goes away. So I'm, I'm chipping away at that, that giant, I mean, I just got back from Burning Man and some of this might be really nice. like, nice. yeah, man, I just think humanity is the source. And if we decommodify and really stick to radical self-reliance, but I think if we can bring any of that energy back to the internet space, we'll be better off. Oh, yeah. Did you get Jackdown Grazer to talk about The Rock and whether he's going to be in Shazam 2? <laughs> I, I definitely was uh, like talking to him about everything but Shazam, and I definitely felt the moment where he just like let his shoulders down. Yeah, well, and then when we were talking to Shazam, I was like, ah. Yeah, when you, you, when you, in that scene where you looked up at the guy in the Superman suit, what face did you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, that, can you describe him? Guy? Was yeah. he roughly 6'3? Did he look vaguely like this man? Uh, so you're the resident comic book guy for Collider and you're wearing a saga shirt you've mentioned Mr. Miracle and I know Spider-Man and Deadpool are on your phone right oh yes um, and I was gonna say I'm not fan. branded at all yeah I was gonna be like I just look at your phone. by the way I mentioned yeah. earlier about like halfway to making comic character popular is the costume and like Rob Liefeld is like patient zero of that like most of the characters he created it's like they look amazing and about five to ten years down the line then they became interesting yeah. <laughs> Rob Liefeld's so good at visual design yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Rob Liefeld's brain is just like I think he sees things uh, to bring it back to Burning Man I think he sees things slightly uh, at an 11 I think mm-hmm. the way he sees the world is like extreme and that's yeah, why he I've draws that Captain so America true. cover yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. but I think he uh, that's how he sees the world yeah. I don't think it's a misrepresentation I think it's just he sees things at like an extended scale like, like on LSD or, or mushrooms I think that's just how he operates yeah. so I think his characters have this pop because we have to settle into them we have to accept yeah. that unreality and I think we'll look back at Rob Liefeld's like entire discography so to speak as this guy's vision was so extreme that it impacted the 90s but it's also impacting comics today Major yeah. X sold out for a reason mm-hmm. and Rob gets a lot of crap and, and Rob's definitely he doesn't take crap which is why his Twitter is so interesting yeah, because yeah. he's so sure of his vision that he's like you're just wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then five years later we're all like well, here's some money oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, alright uh, you got a point yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Deadpool got cancelled four times mm-hmm. and like it just kept coming back because it had the right audience but Rob kept getting shit through all of those things but then cashing the checks yeah. and I love Rob for it like yeah. he just he just doesn't I, if, if I had the, the thick skin that Rob Liefeld has I'd be in a very different position that man can handle some shit like so when it comes to Marvel I'm going to say your favorite characters are Spider-Man Deadpool yes um, when it comes to DC who are your boys or girls it is shameless that I love Batman but I really like Tom King's Batman got me back into, into the world of DC in such a big way nice. uh, I, I love what Tom King's done with that character um, even when he's missing it still hits in a way that a lot of the hits didn't hit me mm-hmm. uh, and I love Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that uh, Wally West, or Barry Allen should still be dead. Wally West should still be the Flash. Mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner should still be Green yep. Lantern. Well, I mean, at least maybe Simon Baz and Jessica, but it's like Kyle Rayner's my guy. Uh, Hal didn't need to come, come back. I like Green Lantern Rebirth. I yeah. like uh, Grant Morrison's run on Green Lantern. Oh, Grant Morrison's run on Alley. Yeah, but Hal Jordan didn't need to come back. Uh, I love Barry. Connell. Uh, I, yeah, love, yeah. I love uh, the clone of Superman. I love Superboy. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's great. So apparently the 90s, I'm stuck in them, but I yeah, love yeah. them. Um, I'm a big... <laughs> They're I, pretty good. New characters, uh, Naomi, I think is fantastic. Agreed. She's fascinating, and I love the feel of her book. I yeah. like the mystery box flavor. Uh, I like Jenny Hex a lot. 
Um, I, I Wonder Woman is, is so hit or miss for me that I want to say Wonder Woman, but when she hits, it's like the best book. But when she doesn't, it's like, hey, we don't know what women are. Let's try to write them. Yeah. Ooh, and her, that's so hard. Her book right now is Justice League Dark for me. That yeah. they, they know how to write her in that. And it yeah. was at first you're like, she's kind of magic. This doesn't quite count as like Justice League Dark. And now that they fully like kind of, they've kind of like morphed her just a tiny bit mm-hmm. to kind of fit it. But she's still truly Wonder Woman in a world of just like demonic horror. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a big fan oh, of it. But so, right. yeah. So you got, you got your Kyle Rayner uh, and Naomi, uh, the Wonder Comics run we've talked about a lot. Are, they're, yeah. ba- they're basically all A-pluses. Weirdly, Young Justice is the one that kind of feels like the wonkiest. Yeah, and but it's Dial the H is yeah. so good. Jinx World, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah. I'm a huge Scarlet fan. Uh, I think Scarlet is, is one of the most slept-on books. Cover is, I think, one of the most visually, visually stunning books I've ever read all time. And uh, I'm a big fan of... Um, Oh, the tattoo one. Pearl. Wait, Pearl. Oh, yeah. Pearl. I think it's back here someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, Jinx World and, and Wonder Comics. Like, Bendis, uh, I'm a shameless Bendis shill. Uh, his books are all, all pretty solid. I think he's he's hit a uh, new level with coming to DC. I think it's revitalized him. Because I think, I mean, there's not a thing at Marvel he didn't touch. And so it's like, what do you... What do you what do? do? You, where, do where do you go? Yeah, you go you to covered your X-Men, your Avengers, your Spider-Man, Guardians, your blank, your blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did literally everything. I want him to do a Flash book. Like, really He'd be bad. so good at Flash. Yep. Either either Barry or Wally. Mm-hmm. He'd write a funny as hell Wally. He'd write an earnest and optimistic as hell Barry. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could live with either of those. And I love Flash. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them. Like uh, To me, there's two, but there's yeah. like 50. But the yeah. Wally, Barry are my <laughs> yeah, two Flash. Mm-hmm. Wally's um, going through some shit right now. He's living he's living some choices. Yeah, Because Mr. Miracle, big fan of that. Oh, God. Tom King, man. Like, Tom King's Mr. Miracle. So I gave uh to, to loop back to comic book shopping the reason i was i was plugging mr miracle so hard is i was like scott frey jay <laughs> like i was just like you look like him you talk yes, like you him do. you could totally so i kept like flipping through pages and being like someone in the audience that's a casting director might see and now tom's working on it with ava so when i saw him at comic-con i was like hey i made sure jake got your books i'd really think he'd be a great mr miracle and he's like and i saw the gears turning so i'm like if i can make this casting happen <laughs> this some dude in la gave him the book and yeah. now uh, i think he'd be absolutely and you could do a mr miracle movie easily mm-hmm. after new gods mm-hmm. so mr miracle i think is is amongst the best books I've read in years. Um, we're living in such a great time of comics that I'd say eighty percent of stuff I read is good. And yeah. I read, I read every Marvel title, and I read three <laughs> fourths of it. Yeah, I'm reading about 107 books a week. Jeez, um, so that puts read, you to shame. I, yeah, I read really fast, and that's. <laughs> 170 books. That's my average. I took so I took the Facebook Whoa. app off my phone and I put the Comicsology app in its spot. So my muscle memory, all my all my ten years of stupid Facebook addiction, is now like got to read a comic. Okay, so I got to you're reading every Marvel book. I got to ask you about uh, Jonathan Hickman's current X run. Yep. As of this rec- uh, yeah, at yes. this uh, <laughs> recording. We are at issue four of House of X. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then Powers of X, Power of Ten. I'm going to call it Powers of X. It's hard. It's yeah, really I'm not going to. What, are, what <laughs> are your thoughts on it? Uh, I hot take. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, everyone is like, it's changing the world, and I'm like, sure, it's a comic. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying it. And I think it's a great way to bring the X Men into a new realm. I think all those evolutions are important. I think everything it's doing is good. But it still doesn't. It feels like a Jonathan Hickman book more than it feels like an X Men book. Mm-hmm. And I, and in my opinion, and this is 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 take it or leave it. I don't think a writer's feel should overshadow the characters he's writing. Mm-hmm. When you read a Bendis book, yes, it's always Bendis, but it's Bendis's Spider Man. Spider Man still shines. Yeah. When you read Bendis's Spider Man or Bendis's X Men, those are both still X Men and Spider Man books. Mm-hmm. Right now, this Jonathan Hickman book feels like Hickman's take on the X Men, yeah. and I don't feel 
the X-Men. I feel I'm a lot of characters though, that are mutants. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's intentional, though, because especially with the most recent issue, and we're going to talk about this more on our comic book episode, uh, patreon.com slash links to be answers. Like, especially after this issue, I'm like, yeah, what's happening? You know what I mean? Cause we're four to six. Yeah, because it's like, what's... Where, where, Where's the other shoe going to drop? Because this is not... I mean, Xavier is definitely Reed Richards, right? Like, we've all accepted that. Or, or, or everybody's... has got a big thing for that design, man, because he looks just like the maker. Like, or, 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 everybody, yeah. or everybody's clones. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? But it's not... Because I'm not convinced it is the X-Men, which just makes me more wonder, like, so what's the actual what series going to be? Here we are, talking about it, thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. buying the next one. It's all good writing. Yeah, and the art's great. everyone's talking about it as, like, the best return to X-Men. I'm like, but where are the X-Men? Yeah. That's, my only issue is the reception, I think. And that's yeah. not fair to Judge Hickman for it or Marvel for it, but everyone's saying, like, this is how they should come into the MCU. I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, it's, but I, it is a good consolidation thus far oh, of, of everything. Even with the newest issue, they talk about, like, the big events where yeah. we lost a bunch of mutants. And it's like, when you think about that, that's like I do. the craziest genocide I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I so, do yeah, like I'd that stuff where, where I do like, I think my favorite aspects are the way it recontextualizes uh, re, um, re aspects of the X-Men mythos into um, something that's either more digestible isn't even the right term, but like stuff like the way it reconceives phalanx yeah. and what that means to AI yeah. and Sentinels and the way uh, and the way of reconceives even outside of X Men the Kree what is the World Mind yeah and, um, and the Nimrod Sentinel time yeah yeah like and there's all some the world building stuff. yeah and all that stuff it's like oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like that, 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 you know, like the reason aliens keep uh, fucking up our shit is just because we don't matter. We have resources, but we don't. We're not on the same level, so they don't care. And on the powers of ten side, I really love the extrapolating through time, like the the ten, one hundred, yeah. one thousand. That's fun narrative, but yeah. I don't know if it's going to affect the X Men books. Yeah, because like, yeah, yeah. no one's a character right now right. at all. Like even like the most was like Cyclops being a dick for a second was like, do you think we would just take this line down? Yeah, it's like take what you like two of you mutants just like murdered a bunch of people. Like, we just met you. Yeah, like, like, everything feels like a, a new character in a movie that we just met, and he's like, oh look at that crazy thing they did. I'm like, bro, we just met. That might be how he is. Yeah. Like, it's just it seems like that's how he acts. No idea. Not so really sure. Wolverine hasn't like felt like Wolverine. The, my favorite X Men book right now is Savage Avengers because Wolverine's killing it. Like okay. Wolverine feels like Wolverine in that book in a way that I haven't experienced in years, and that's not fair because I hate when Wolverine's the lead of X Men book because it's not Wolverine the X Men. It's the goddamn X Men. Yeah. So like I haven't. Cyclops was finally good again in Uncanny, mm-hmm. and then they're like, but we're gonna retcon all of that continuity. Yeah. <laughs> like they just figured out who Cyclops was for twenty four issues, and that's gone. I have been a big proponent, and I feel like I've gotten a lot of pushback from Marvel fans. But I think Marvel should do a reboot. Of the whole universe, the whole universe, like a like a, Just, a crisis. Yeah, I think it's getting. I think it's getting a little saggy. Mm. Uh, I think maybe you start from scratch and you and you let pe- characters breathe and find their identity again. I think you split off. I think you have different different branches of books. You have your core Marvel book. I think you bring back the Ultimate Line, where Miles I love is the Ultimate Line. Mar- Miles is the Spider Man of that mm-hmm. universe. He's not. Peter Parker's kid sidekick. He's, right. He is the Spider-Man there, and maybe the Spider-Verse showed us like they can go hang out and yeah. dimension hop and all that stuff. And then you, although they are are doing this anyway, but bring back the 2099 line. Yes, which as I its own. Uh, so I'm a big, I'm a, I'm excited. It's like we'll see how the quality of the books, but I am excited that 2099 is coming yeah, back. And yeah, and Rick Leonardi, like he's always drawn the hell. Out. I think he's back on the book. Which nice, he, uh, and he's the original, yeah. like back in the day. And I'm, I'm excited. I, yeah, 
But there's, have, there's so many books. I mean, as someone reading them all, there's so many books that are fine. And it's really hard to like consciously do that to myself. Uh, yeah. Whereas like, I, and I, I'm a completist. Uh-huh. So I, I only buy in, I love hard copy books and I buy as many as I can, but the hard copies I'm buying are books I collect, but there's sheer amount of space. Yep. Cause I'm, I'm 36 you. issues from every Spider-Man in print, every run, every title, every miniseries, every cover. Uh, I'm 36 from complete every Spider-Man. And what? Like, yeah. No, I got a problem. <laughs> wait, uh, hold on. So do you know, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 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 oh, which, which ones? Are, man, what do you miss? Amazing you Fantasy. Miss right. oh, Jesus. Uh, so, uh, I'm assuming the, Amazing Fantasy 15 is not is, in your is, long box. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the uh, the, the weird the weird I need to find it in good condition book is 135, the second Punisher. It's weirdly out of my wheelhouse. Okay. And then uh, 122, Death of Gwen Stacy. 121, Death of Gwen Stacy. Like ramifications in Death of Gwen Stacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. before that is like issue 60. And then before that is like 19 through Amazing Fantasy. Like, it's very close to being done. That's crazy. Uh, so uh, the only, see, when my collector gene kicks in is when, like, I'd like to get the first appearance of Phantom X, if I could get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd like to get the first issue of 100 Bullets. That's all I got left nice. There. Wow. That's everything in the world. Uh, we have a we have a friend we have a uh, I, I will say yours might be more achievable than uh, we've got a buddy of ours that's trying to get all 1,000 issues of Action Comics and it's like that first one is going to be a, like, is it going to be a pretty hard hill to our climb our grandparents weren't born yet yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. a different era like yeah. the 30s is different than the 60s yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's a 30 year different um, there was a, so I go to House of Secrets every week and uh, recently I, I don't know if they somebody sold them a nice cash or whatever but when i've been looking in their the behind the glass counter they had a number one of ninja turtles uh that yeah. if i had expendable income right now it's like yeah i get that what are you uh, yeah. of course <laughs> but they had spider-man no more and i saw the price tag where it's the classic cover that was in spider-man 2 with him walking in yeah. the suits in the trash can and i saw the price tag on that and i was just like Oh yeah, no, no. I saw it. That's one of the ones I need. But that price tag was not a place I can go right now. Yeah, and it wasn't unreasonable. It just had a comma in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because that Ninja Turtles number one was like three hundred. I'm yeah. like, yeah. If I had that's the thing. If I wasn't trying to do my own stuff right now, it's like I get, I get that. But that with the comma, I'm like, well, fuck off. And there wasn't a happening. one in front of that comma. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was... So like, it was a book. What? Yeah. It was like a nine point two though. It was gorgeous. Okay. It was like stu- and it was I, like it's literally one of those you get and then you leave in the. Thing, and then you put in just like I'm just going to assume all the bits are in there. There that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and like you can never check yeah, that if they didn't like tear out like three pages from the middle. It's just the cover and like uh, an amazing Spider-Man like last week's. Like yeah, they yeah. just made it a comic. It's just ads. Yeah. <laughs> no one opened it ever. It's just Snickers it ads. I won't. Yeah. Uh, but I need one through nineteen, which is going to be like a life, like you know. Yeah, but yeah. every so often you find like I found my issue twenty at an estate sale. I think my uh, my pride and joy when it comes to the Spider-Man specifically is I got the issue of a secret wars where he's got the black costume yeah. and it's probably not even that good a quality it probably wouldn't rate or anything but it's like I have you it. have that yeah and that feels good i have yeah. a 9.8 amazing spider-man 300 i have todd mcfarlane and that book has a black uh, it's printed on black paper yeah. so if you open it it's down to an eight yeah. so it's never been touched never been opened it is a pristine 9.8 Jeez. and uh were I, you like me as a kid and you were a sucker for those holographic oh, and you're like oh yeah uh, this i have every spider-man the number shiny one yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, on the front yeah, yeah. yeah there's 14 i think spider-man number one covers i have all of them like nice the, like the todd mcfarlane yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah so i had a problem yeah, and i just yeah. went uh, i actually learned to read with spider-man torment 
There you go. Uh, so, I, uh, recently, I've been having flashbacks to one of the first arcs I collected was, I believe it was X-Men Avengers Bloodline. I think that was what it was called. And now with like uh, Black Knight and Cersei yeah. joining the team, and it's like, all you need is those bomber jackets, and you got the Avengers I grew up with, basically. Yeah. Right. You, know what I mean? you can tell Kevin Feige's like a 90s kid by yeah. the choices. He's like, he's like, all right, phase four is my time to shine. Exactly. He's like, Black Knight, Cersei. Yeah. And Everybody's like, like, okay. Sure, bro. All right. Night yeah. Thrasher coming? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know they'll make it awesome. Like, yeah. no matter who they announce, I'm like, you give me that Pace Pop Pete movie, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done an amazing job making everything. Give it to me. Because I was talking to uh, Marcus and McFeely at Comic Con, and they love Pace Pop Pete and the Big Wheel. Sure. And I was like, if you guys wrote it, I somehow would be in. You'd find a way to make those characters crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you it's call just... them Trapster if you want. Pace Pop Pete. That's we did get, we did get uh, Batroc and um, Winter yeah. Soldier. That, that was, was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really cool. George St. Pierre in purple and yellow yeah. somehow works. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How did they make that character that awesome? Yeah. That's really like, I, and that was also well, the first example because that was coming off of the backlash where it was like, you can't have too many villains. And you're like, not. Nah. Sometimes a villain can just show up at the beginning and it's fine. That movie had so many villains; they were all great. Like, yeah. it's really incredible. The only one, the only they, they did the same bit for Civil War, uh, and the only thing that kind of bums me out is because I, I just liked him so much is, is Crossbones. Mm-hmm. Like we had him in Winter Soldier, but then he was actually Crossbones, and they blew him up. And I was like, but Frank Grillo was so good. Yeah, Frank Grillo. <laughs> that's just the power of Frank Grillo. It's, it's like when they, uh, it's like when they killed off Claw in in uh, both Claw and Killmonger and Black Panther. It's like you finally had two good ones, and you killed them both. That's what are you the, doing? like with. Frank Grillo when he was cast I was like oh no he's only crossbones because like he's so good like Frank Grillo to me now that like the MCU has finished him he, Punisher like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not gonna use John Bernthal good call give yeah. me that Frank Grillo Punisher they, they should use John Bernthal oh no they should especially since we he's brought a JK John back. senior drawing they 100% should use John Bernthal his yeah. nose is insane he's, yeah. it's broken in all the right places yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I thought of but I don't know if he'd do it is uh, he might John Bernthal also might be a good Wolverine He's not the word. I don't, if they wanted to pull throwing, for, people were throwing Taron Egerton. Out I don't there. even know where that came from. I don't know either. He's but too young. He's I too think, pretty. I think that came from like the Eagle. I think that yeah. came from Hugh Jackman and they're oh, hanging out. They were that like, makes there sense. It is. He's but it's also, like he's, he's stocky in the right height. Yeah. The only the, and we can't now because he's Venom. But like Tom, when uh, oh, Hugh Jackman oh. was like Tom Hardy, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, well, it should be duh. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's five eight. he's always shot upward. But remember when he plays Bane, it's like that guy could rip me. Yeah, fuck you. They shot him so creatively in that movie because he does not look five foot eight. Like and. All the IMDb and all the Googles in the world will tell you he's 5'10". That's a lie. No, no. Yeah, like, he is 5'. That man is a little shorter than Squat. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... and he's just... He's just, and he also, well, especially when you see Bronson, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's he, and legend. He can change his yeah. body style, he can go from like, duh, 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 duh. I've actually, after seeing legend, uh, just because of the range of performance, uh, and I'm kind of bummed that Tom Hardy, he, I, he got to stretch himself a little bit in Venom because he's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. But if you think back at Inception and he's doing like his best version of Bond, yeah. he doesn't really get to play those guys very often. But I also thought he might be a really good Superman. To do the multiple aspects of the personality, you go with a more rugged like because um, I always feel like a good, a good a uh, good has to be uh, yeah. reference for Superman is actually Indiana Jones because when he's out in the field with the hat and the whip, he's yeah. Indiana Jones. But when you put Harrison Ford in that suit, he's Professor, he's, he's Professor Jones, yeah. and, it, and you could buy that as it's like Harrison Ford actually would have been a really cool Clark Kent Dude. Superman. And I I'm think, into that. And I think uh, uh, Tom Hardy has that same. T- that type of ruggedness that we don't normally get with Superman. And I'd like a different take. Yeah. And just, Henry Cavill is be, still Superman to me, and he yeah. will be until they tell me otherwise. But yeah. if yeah. there is someone else. He is, but I just really want to see 
like Clark Kent, like Superman, one time with Henry Cavill because I think he can do it. I think he has the chops. You need Man of Steel too, but he's just been depressed for three movies mm-hmm. or dead. The yeah. last two minutes of Justice League, where we finally got Superman, yeah. I was like, it's time, yeah. and then everything fell apart. Yeah, you know what? But okay, so I want to bring it back for a second to comics. What are the series right now that you've been loving? For me, over at Marvel, I have to give it to Spider-Man Life Story with Chip by Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. And also, uh, his Daredevil run so far has been... I don't know how you're going to end it, but the pitch for it's really good. Also, Donny Cates, I'm picking up everything he's doing. Yep. Because every... Even Death of Inhumans, which I was like, oh, wait, you actually did end all the Inhumans <laughs> lines with this book. That's a bummer. Um, but those are uh, mine right now. I'm really digging. Over at DC, Justice League Dark, that's a big one that's mm-hmm. like constantly picking up. It's super solid. And um, uh, Doomsday Clock, but uh, what are the books for you right now that you're picking up? So I'm an absolute psychopath, and I chart all of my books uh, with letter grades after I read them. That's um, pretty badass. And then I put them in a top category, so I also have top comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so since January 1... So you were ready for this. Oh, dude, I was born ready for this exact question. Uh, I'm loving uh, the spinoff, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool, all biases aside. I'm loving most of the Absolute Carnage spinoffs. Um, Batman, right now, I love Tom King's Batman. Uh, Criminal's killing it again. Criminal's back Criminal's in a real way. So and it's good. so good. It's so good. Like, in, I didn't think it could come back as strong, and it did. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Daredevil. I'm loving Chip Starsky's Daredevil. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Donny Cates. Uh, I'm, and this is all from just last week. Uh, I'm loving the history of the Marvel Universe to connect people back to the, you know, the 40s, 50s, 60s, the stuff leading up to the modern-ish stuff. Uh, Pearl, Powers of Ten, Strayed. I'm really digging. Strayed's a weird book about With the uh, cat cats. that can astral project. Yeah. yeah, I picked up the first issue it's for that. Really yeah, 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 yeah. That's why, oh, it's one of my favorite like new books that and um the, there's a book this week that's brand freaking new that image just put out a uh, coffin something um oh coffin bound yes yeah, i, I love coffin, coffin bound really yeah, yeah. surprised me uh what other books uh besides just last week that uh, book reminded me a lot of when i tried to read uh, the dark tower where it's like what's happening like, what's, <laughs> what, what, what are the rules of this because you've got yeah. that, that bounty hunter that's like made up of the earth yeah and the vulture and like, that is like a vulture head on yeah, a body like, of a we'll see what's happening we'll and see everyone happening. talks like equal parts Hunter S. Thompson and F. Scott Fitzgerald yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm loving Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen uh, yes. Valkyrie Jane Foster is so good right and, Bull- and, bullseye and, wielding that sword dude Al Ewing and James Aaron is a good combo because I'll be honest James Aaron's Thor is really good sometimes when he writes other stuff you're like Fuck man, his dialogue blows. Up. But, he can, but he can write that Norse flavor. But yes. like, he can't write humans. No, like not he at can't all. write people. No, Tony Stark doesn't mm. know what to do. But with Al Ewing and Jane Foster, I'm like, ah, you know what you're doing. They balance each other out beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love a White Trees, Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. Uh, that was a weird, great adventure. Yes. Uh, Silver Surfer That's Black. A, uh, Chris Franca on art yeah. for Orgies, very, very Go- good. He did. Ghost orgies. Um, I was reading, <laughs> going back to um, the X books, the Jonathan X books, and I know a critique was like every major relaunch of X-Men that meant something there was a there was a costume redesign and it's like this book doesn't have that it's just a bunch of like hodgepodge of old suits and Chris Franca did like his because when you follow these artists on Instagram they just goof off but their goofing off is just way better than everybody else's and so he's just doing if he did the X-Men costumes and it's like can Where we just this? let him maybe just it go over so cool. there, please? <laughs> and I love his runaways. Yeah, uh, like his his work in runaways is He's great. Very talented. A lot of dicks in white trees. A lot of dicks. A lot of dicks. Yeah. A lot of I mean, a lot the, of like very anatomically accurate. We'd assume dicks. Of I mean, lion people. Yeah, yeah, lion people, bigger dicks. Yeah, yeah. And, like it is. Whoa! It like really pops out of the page. Yeah, there's like there's like a page turn where you go from like action to like a ghost orgy, and you're like, I'm glad I'm reading this in the privacy of my yeah, home. Yeah, and it's one of those like, like you think Saga might be the the most graphic in that uh, area, and then you're reading White Trees, you're like, well, 
I mean, <laughs> hope my wife doesn't catch me reading this. Yeah, if I was like in a coffee shop and it was like a full size book, and yeah. I just flipped that page, like yeah. gotta hurry that page yeah. through. Like it's it's it goes there with yeah. the bix. But uh, hey, so far White Trees is pretty. pretty it's great, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's turgid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Duggan is also one I read almost everything he does. Like Punisher Kill Crew, I would never have read if it wasn't him. Uh, his Punisher stuff during the the madness of the Jason Aaron Thor stuff was really solid. Mm. Like watching Punisher fight dwarves and goblins was dope. Uh, 100 Bullets I'm reading for the first time. Great. Um, Where are you at? Uh, 67. Nice. Uh, so 67. You're, you've just met my favorite character, which is Vic, who you meet in issue 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love 100 Bullets. 67. What, are, what arc are you in the middle of? So I just got through. Jesus, it's so dense. Yeah. Uh, I Especially just, at this point. Because at first it's like, it feels kind of anthological. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah. everyone knows each other. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, God like, damn it, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven of Crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. So right now we just remet the girl with the the the, the tattoo. Yeah, yeah dizzy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So dizzy is with that guy we don't quite trust. Okay. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're meandering in and out of what the twelve actually represents. Uh, the, the, yeah, 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 that's yeah. Where cool. I, so yeah, it's just, you're finally starting to get into like conspiratorial. How shit. it all all connects together. And I still don't know how the hundred bullets work. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm, I'm reading that for the first time. Um, Paper girls, I'm reading for the first time. I'm mm-hmm. halfway. I'm at fifteen. What do you think? Uh, it's I love Brian K. Vaughn. Same. It's on the lower echelon of my Brian. Kayvon, but it's still Brian Kayvon. Can yeah, you Cliff Chang. What's happening? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm so hoping when we get to thirty, I feel real smart. I because got, right now, I don't feel smart. I got volumes help it because I did issue to issue and Jesus Christ, that's like, where I'm you, at. You couldn't fucking follow anything after a month. You're just like, nope, I don't remember. Reread. Yeah. Reread. I mean, you're like, <laughs> I've literally read issue one twenty six times. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm at fifteen, and I'm luckily reading it. I'm reading five issues at a time, okay. like so five per week. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely lost, and I don't. I, I'm also not used to feeling that way because like comics. Are, I learned to read them in comics, so when I feel weird reading a comic, it's like, is this how the people feel? Yeah. Is this how everyone else you know, feels? You know, an example I had for that, because obviously, you know, when we see trailers for superhero movies, you're like, oh, that's what this is, that's what this is. When, I don't remember what we were sitting down, but the Downton Abbey trailer played. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like for everybody else, because I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. Like, the queen's coming in, like, uh, my, my girlfriend's the, the a butler. huge Downton fan. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, so they go to, like, a guy's house, and they're like, we gotta get you to butler yeah. one more time. And, and the you're butler like, comes out. Why does this guy fucking matter? Why is he a better butler than any, than anybody else? <laughs> I had gone to, uh, I had had a Comic-Con, a, a trip to London, another con, another trip to New York, and then I went comic shopping. So mm. I had, I'd been gone three weeks, but all of it was travel and all of it was comic book based. Yeah. But they just happened to have not pulled my books yet at House of Secrets. And I walked in and I was the level of exhaustion I've never been and mm-hmm. I had all these comic thoughts rolling around my brain and I remember like looking at my empty box and being like I can't find anything I can't don't leave me responsible yeah, don't and have me go look for that this that was the moment I was like this is, must be what it feels like the first time you walk into comics yeah, yeah, because yeah. I just stood there looking at all the colors being like no, no <laughs> it was so alienating to be like 30 and be like I don't know how it begin this journey yeah, yeah, yeah. so I empathize if you're watching this and don't know comics I totally felt for you like good god uh, We've had a couple people in our audience hop into comics for the first time. I always recommend, we just talked about this in the previous episode we just shot, uh, Giant Days. It's a boombox uh, story, nothing to do with superheroes. It's just three girls who go to college. That's it. And like, there's no, it's just slice of life. Yeah. It's heartwarming, and each issue is perfectly contained storytelling. But the whole thing is just from their first day at school to when they graduate That's college. Great. And it's just 
warms my heart, but also throwing it out there, uh, I got them to read Why the Last Man. I think you got some people to read 100 Bullets yeah. and Mark Wade's Daredevil Run, at yes. least the first volume. So good. So good. And uh, Fables. Fables mm. Fables lost its goddamn mind after it finished its first arc, but still read everything. Which, by the way, Wendy S. here is saying uh, that Butler is basically the Wolverine of Butlers. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let me know how the movie goes. Yeah. <laughs> Koya Robot. Uh, just when I read. Yeah. I, but I also, if you see someone walking around at the grocery store thinking they're on Twitter and it's actually someone reading comics that's me uh, <laughs> I, it becomes such a part of my life that it's, it's I wake up I read five comics I have to cut myself off at five so I've got I've got an OCD about reading where I read five comics right before I go to bed read five comics when I first wake up and then in the middle of the day so that way I know I get ten in something to uh, so. so that way I'm reading at minimum yeah. 70 a week but yeah. that way I'm also not it letting it totally con- to control my life but in the middle of the day if I have 20 minutes or if I'm like waiting in line for something or if like there's times that like live shows are rendering like gearing up and I'm like okay quick five pages mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm constantly putting that in my head and that really helps uh, also Speedball is a character I totally identify with as per the last sentences no. yeah. um, <laughs> Speedball man he's got he give him a couple more years he's gonna pop up on like Disney well, Plus or something to do dude I wanna play Speedball so bad yeah, you, you, I, think, I, think <laughs> you, I think you've got it also you got the look too it makes well, sense like, yeah was he supposed to be part of that new Warriors show that they were making a minute ago? I, I think he was supposed to be in the New Warriors run for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but then they're like, mm, we'll get... Uh, who's the fast one? They got... Um, oh, Yo-Yo. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Then but they're like, done. And then go to ball Independence. Like, go fucking dark and mm. just like lean in. That'd be such a fun arc. Jesus uh, Christ. I'm, the most emo storyline I've yeah, ever just read. Like, yeah. I like bleeding for my own sacrifice. Like he, I didn't kill kids. They died near me, so now I'm going to cut... I built a suit that cuts myself every fucking second of my life. This makes sense. Go to jail! <laughs> just go to jail and go to therapy, you fucking freak. Sorted yeah. out. Yeah. He went from like Hot Topic edgy to like, oh my god, seek help edgy. Oh yeah. He went to like cut off your own ear edgy. Yeah, you're on a list kind of edgy. <laughs> Jesus, you're not flying on a plane. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus Christ, speedball. <laughs> uh, Flash is great. Uh, Josh Williamson's Flash. Event Leviathan is killing it for me. Yeah. Oh, all the universe books. Batman Universe and Superman yes. Up in the Sky. Batman Universe is, it's Nick Darrington and like, so, so even like Brian, so Bendis is like iffy sometimes for me picking it up, but Nick Darrington's art, you're like, oh no, I want to know him. He draws a Green Arrow and <laughs> Batman teaming up. Deathstroke shows up. It's him versus Riddler. I love it's all this fun. shit. And Deceased yeah. is great because it's so like side yeah. mission. Um, I was digging Scott Snyder coming back on Batman for his, his little one-offs. Um, but I, I, so that's just the last two weeks. Um, what I like to, do, uh, what I like to do is do, uh, like I do a top uh, 15 on my Instagram and then I do like a graph of the top nine so people know what the covers are. So after I finished reading the books, I do my top. Uh, so if you want to follow me there on Instagram, that's, that's how I keep track because I like a visual because covers are how you sell comics. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to, to, trying to promote well, that. Well, especially like you said, when people are going first going to that comic yeah. shop, it's like, where do you go? I mean, we, we are lucky cause you know, um, we're in LA and there's a few comic shops around, yeah. but like, if you don't know. Yeah, and you don't know, and then sometimes you're in a spot that, like, it's a dead, dead it's zone. It's intimidating. Yeah. Like, the first comic shop or the first online purchase. Yeah. Uh, I always tell people Ultimate Spider-Man is the most approachable comic maybe of all time. If yeah. you pick up Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man in 2000, like, that is comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's Spider-Man, so you at least feel like you know Yeah, you already something. have a little bit of association with no it. No matter yeah, what, yeah. you're like, this guy's familiar, and that's a really approachable run. Uh, and then, for me, it's it's... Batman is so approachable almost whenever you pick him up. Yeah. Uh, the runs aren't always consistent, but Batman lately has been really good. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's two. Uh, so I was into comics when I was uh, younger, and then when I hit high school, early college, I dropped it for a little bit. And then about about the time The Dark Knight came back, uh, came out, I was, I was like, okay, let's dive back in. Because at the time, um, Grant Morrison was in the middle. Uh, no, he was setting up Batman R.I.P. And I think yeah. the hype around that, I'm like, I'll check it out. 
Um, and I picked up the issue. It was right before R.I.P. that goes back to it's a it's a it's a Tony Daniel cover with Batman in his original 30s costume with the cape that like mm. scallops out and everything, which I've always just thought looks really cool. That Todd McFarlane cape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so um, uh, pick that up and and. I picked that up, and then that's when Brian Azzarello and Lieber Mayo came out with their Joker graphic novel, and I picked oh, that God, up. I love that book. And those two together, I'm like, oh, this Comics? is literature. This is literature. Yeah. Like, this isn't just like, oh, people punch people. It's like uh, Grant Morrison's diving into a meta narrative about Batman's existence as a character, which I didn't know you could do in comics. Which uh, and Joker's. Uh, I'm I'm actually I'm excited for the Joaquin Joker movie. I'm a little bummed it doesn't crib more from that Brian Azzarello Leaper Mode Joker run because it's such a great like one standalone crime thriller. And Batman's around sure. as a entity as a force but it's not about him at all i feel like modern audiences unless they separated it completely from batman as they've done wouldn't be able to accept him being on the periphery i get that but there's part of me watching that trailer is like i'm curious what batman looks like in this world you know what i mean like with this joker what does batman look like i think he's a kid in the trailer so that doesn't really matter but like at the end i want him to show because what he he's costume's probably cloth it's probably yeah. not the big rubber suit you know what I mean like I'd be interested to see what he looks like I cannot like. wait for that movie no. uh, so many like like five people at Collider have seen it and I'm just like god damn it no, like yeah. enough people have seen it that I'm like I we, we usually get screenings yeah. it, it just feels so I'm like this is what it feels like oh, on the yeah. internet on the other side thanks we, and we have to I don't, I don't know about you but we always have to like work pretty hard to like get any screening period so it's always grateful but when you hear that you're like god they were only showing it at the Venice Film Festival yeah. like what the fuck happened like, <laughs> like what 20 how did, people how did just one the screening crack. And like then you and it's like whatever it's fine but we'll go see it we'll it's get a, a battle every time yeah. like for some reason the screening lists aren't a send all it's like but this one too and this one too please pick me yeah. uh, everyone that sees us at these screenings know that it's not easy oh yeah. no, no no and we no, by the way I'll just say we don't get invited we we have to mm-hmm. ask be, beg nicely in a yeah. be, beg in a very formal way of like hey we we're legitimate please, <laughs> please and also we, come. If, <laughs> if you're someone that runs those thank you thank yeah, you yeah, thank, thank you for thank real. Like, oh my God. everyone that is uh, allowing us in we appreciate all of it next Joker screening we'd like to be there and also on that note I'm free yeah Yeah. I mean available at your discretion if you'd like to play dude when I saw so I did um, this is probably fine to say when I it's been long enough uh, when I went to London for the the Jake Gyllenhaal thing they, they hadn't played the movie yet yeah. And I needed to do it for the interview because it was like early. Mm-hmm. So I had this weird thing where I was like, I gotta know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to screen the movie like in a very tiny setting, and that's what I imagine the Joker thing was like. Mm-hmm. But it was really alienating to be like, ha! oh, like it was no one was laughing at like. <laughs> so it was really weird to be in that isolated yeah, setting. Like yeah. I was watching it at home, but it was a movie that didn't yet come out. Yeah. Uh, so it's always weird. Like Venom, when I saw early, I was the only guy that like laughed and cheered. And at one point, I stood up and clapped. Yeah. Uh, and it, like I read articles about me, like, and someone liked it so much because everyone hated that movie mm-hmm. so someone was like but clearly someone was enjoying it blah yeah. blah blah and I was like yes that was a hilarious it was this boy and, and Tom uh, Hardy Tom yeah. Hardy was having a blast <laughs> the moment Tom Hardy got in that lobster tank I was like oh cinema yeah man yeah. no like I uh, honestly <laughs> I'm a big Tom Hardy fan so like him having fun it's like oh and also I grew up in the 90s Venom's yeah, my boy like, and also Venom like, is weird in his humor like everybody yeah. everybody thinks of Venom as modern Venom Venom's been weird a long time yeah Tom Hardy is just having a ball because of the character yeah uh, and Todd, Todd McFarlane giving it a seal of approval that's when I was like, oh, this is the character. And that's another thing that kind of gets me. It's it's a bummer that's because you, you want all these characters to interact. You want Spider-Man to be a part of the MCU. But for me, the challenging part of Venom is my favorite Venom antagonist is Spider-Man. You know what I mean? So it's like I want to see him fight you know Spider-Man. Fight? You know who he can fight now? 
I, so there are perks. Yeah. And, and like, I love the MCU and I love the Disney universe they built and I love all those things, but now Spider-Man can interact with his Spider-Man villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so I know it's a rough time and I'm, I feel so bad for Tom Holland, but I'm trying to be optimistic in that we now get Spider-Man over here. Yeah. And I know we have a track record with Sony, but why not have Spider-Man in a Spider-Man movie? Yeah, exactly. Well, so, and also you talk about like, uh, Sony did Spider-Verse. Yeah. You know, Sony did uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. It's like, yeah, you you know what? We hit the skids a little bit with the Mark Webb amazing Spider-Man films. You know what I mean? They're not horrible yeah. either. They're fine. They're and Sony's great. got good stuff coming. They're not great. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, Sony's great. also got other good stuff coming out. Like yeah, they might have righted the, you know, the boat a little Do bit. I need to see Spider-Man fight Morbius? Not really. But I watch it. But Venom, no, but I want to see, I want to see Spider-Man and Venom interact. I don't yeah. know how you do it. Now. now with the way they, but but it's like as a kid that's maximum carnage i was yeah, picking dude. that shit up you know what i mean like that's i think carnage is gonna work better with spider-man yeah that's that's i think maybe that's how you get them to interact and maybe the black suits on spider-man for a minute and that's how you get the i know we've got a new comp not comp a new backstory to what the symbol yeah. means but I grew up in the 90s. It's a spider. To me, it's a spider. It's a spider. I love you, Donnie, yeah, but that but is not null symbol. Oh, that is spider. It's a spider. By the way, shout out to Donnie Cates because that Venom run right now is so, so fucking good. cool. So good. It's yeah. so fucking cool. And shout out to Stegman and his amazing friends. That's a comic book podcast hosted by Ryan Stegman that Donnie Cates has gone on. Jim Sardaski's gone on. Joe Casada's gone on. Yeah. And they talk about comics and they're doing a read through of Venom number one and Absolute Carnage number one. And they're really fucking and cool. And Donnie's just the man. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Donnie's such good people. And like most comic creators you meet are just incredible yep. at the, the consistency of rad and I've gotten to meet a lot more because of comic book shopping so this, this year's comic con I got to actually interact with all these people whose names I've Super seen cool. and it was just like everyone was like Tom King introduced me to Frank Miller and then Josh Williamson came over and we all talked about Batman and Superman as like people that we knew like mm-hmm. it was just and I was like this is the greatest show I've ever been on and no one's filming it like, yeah <laughs> these three of me talking about Batman and Superman was life-changing yeah. and it was just like Tom King with his CIA knowledge talking about what Batman functionality is and Frank Miller being like bah, Superman and Josh <laughs> Williamson just like kind of curse on you yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> but it was it was so surreal and that that's I, I love the comic community because it's not like the the bullshit Hollywood system where there's some weird like mm. So it's been really, like, Tom Hardy was incredibly cool to me yeah. because I wasn't like, oh, my God, Tom Hardy. But then, like, as soon as other people were like, oh, my God, Tom Hardy, facade. Like, yeah. people just change when there's this, like, this flashlight shown on them. Yeah. Uh, and the comic book community hasn't gotten there yet, at least not to No, it, well, it's interesting going to Comic-Con. It was always when you hit the floor and you're, and you're just uh, milling around. There's crowds and there's crowds. And then you see, like, uh, Jason Latour just at his... Little right. signing booth, and there's no line, and you're like, I guess I'm gonna go talk to Jason Latour for about ten minutes. I don't know, because I would have thought. I mean, because this that when that happened, that was like in the in the middle of Southern Bastards, which will never end. It, 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 I don't I don't think another issue's ever coming out of that book. But uh, <laughs> but at the time it was coming out, and I, it was before all those Marvel stuff, and so I just went and talked to Jason yeah, Latour dude. for a minute. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy to me that it's like, why don't like uh, Terry Moore, uh, who does. Uh, 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 he did Motor Girl, and he's doing Five Years right now, um, and a uh, bunch of Echo, a bunch of other stuff. And it's like there's, he's got a big old booth, and like nobody's around. It's like I guess I'm going to just talk to this guy for a minute because he's one of my favorite creators, and nobody else seems to know. It's so weird. Like these are names of people, and the people are right there. Do you need them to have a name tag? Like yeah. Like, the only the only time is like sometimes like if Chris Claremont's there, it's like well then there's a line around the block. Right, like yeah. Rob Liefeld, Todd McFarlane, and Chris Claremont, the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and earlier, but uh, for me, Chip Zdarsky was the one I like I wanted to talk to him uh, yeah. and there was a line around the comicsology booth because he was doing a signing yeah. and like I missed the cutoff to go say hi so I was 
like just standing in the area, and nice. then Chip left the booth and like was walking by, and he was like, "Hey!" And like he knew that I'd been doing comic book trapping, so he came over and said hi to me. We talked for a full hour up until he won his Eisner because nice. he had he had the time. Yeah. So the floor was empty. There was no one. Like Comic Con was emptying out. They mm. were closing. So me and Chip Starsky got to have an hour long conversation about what Spider Man means to us, yeah. the state of the industry in comics, all of these things, and that can only happen at Comic Con. Yeah. And yet people still have this like inherently negative, like Comic-Con's a sellout. I'm like, bro, I just had a Chip Sidarsky dog for an hour. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. clearly Twilight didn't ruin everything. Yeah, like you guys want to say it did. Yeah. Like I get it. Hall H is tainted. But Chip Sidarsky and I, like yeah. I just, people don't let themselves be kids anymore. People yeah. don't let themselves have that childlike wonder. And then they feel weird when they do. Like when you get in line with Jason Latour, you get to know how excited you are to meet that person. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. for some reason, when we're adults, we're like, shouldn't be too excited. He's yeah. just another person. I'm just a person. And we like, we ruin our experience. You talk yeah. yourself out of the joy yeah. of what you're, of you paying, what, like let's say $600 for a ticket and and then who knows how much for room and board. Right. Let yourself have some fun. Be excited yeah. you got to meet that hero of yours and let them be a hero. I, Chip Zardowski is God, so goddamn inspiring. Dude, he's so funny. He, and yeah, man, like it's so, <laughs> I'm so, I'm very, very jealous of you right now because I'm so inspired by his work and Spider-Man Life Story ruined me and the, uh, the, the sheer amount of effort that had to go into consolidating six decades. years of comedy. That's insane, along with real-life events and making a story that is coherent and understandable for a human being that could could experience something that happened like this. Right. Which is impossible. The person, Spider-Man would have been dead like But he wrapped his head ago. around that for us. Yeah, and it's beautiful, man. I cried multiple times reading that book, and I can't believe the dude who who draws penises for a living made me cry that hard. Yeah, sex, sex criminals, is Chip amazing. Zdarsky yeah. is writing one of the best Spider-Man miniseries of all time. Yes. Just finished one of the best. Yeah. And he's also writing the best Daredevil I've read since Wade. I like Charles Souls. That's not fair. Same. All of those have been incredible, but different. Yeah. So he's writing another take on Daredevil that's amazing. Like, the, the through line, because he was doing, the, I listened to an interview that he did where it's like, I, either you know the Daredevil runs or you don't. <laughs> like, And it's like, because it's like, there's not really a bad one that a lot of people can point to. There are Shadowland. There you go. There's that, yeah, <laughs> that one's not great. But uh, but overall, it's like, you either forget them or you know them. And he's like, right. so that's hard to find the thing. Also, also, it's Daredevil. There's, there's only so many things you can do, even though he has his own little corner of the Marvel Universe. So kicking off the launch of him... Let's just call it what it is. He fucked up really bad, and yeah. like, and it's a way that Daredevil could only fuck up compared to like Spider Man or the X Men or the Avengers. Yeah. All those other people can somehow cosmically get out of whatever situation they're in. Daredevil can't, he's a, and he's got the Catholic guilt already. Inherently, yeah. he feels bad, and then he fucks up. Yeah. Like that, and then the, the Punisher imagery with that shirt with those two issues, like the little details plus the overarching story. What he's been able to build has just been so top notch. Damn it, I'm so jealous. One of these days, like I, I tweeted him one time, and he liked the tweet. And I'm like. That's it. That's what I'm getting. I feel, I feel great about this. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely, we talked about him coming to my show, and I, if, if it works out, I'll let you know, and then you can come, you can come just, by. I'm just, just, uh, just like, I'm coming by with donuts. Like, it's like a big deal. Yeah. Dude, my, I have the most amazing kismet. My, uh, my ex-girlfriend, who I'm still really good friends with, who's like arguably my best friend now, uh, which I don't understand why people, when they break up, they're just like, I hate you. Like, you live, anyway. It's, relationships are weird. You build a thing, and then you're supposed to be like, that never happened. So me and all my exes are really good friends, which is a blessing. So one of my Good exes uh, is is an actress, and she was in Powers, so she worked oh, on nice. a Bendis property. So I 
did not think of the fact that Bendis is such a hero that I should have something signed by him because I'm always like, be a professional. Don't begin to... So I had just happened to have gotten an Ultimate Spider-Man number one at the last con I worked in. Nice. One. Just happened to have. And yeah. it's gorgeous. Like a 9.2, 9.3. Like yeah. nice, nice copy. Um, and I just happened to have gotten it. It was the last Ultimate Spider-Man I needed. All of my comics are on the East Coast because after I fill a long box, I send it back there because I don't have room. I live in yeah. LA. Yeah. I, don't have, I don't have the internet money you all think I do. Yeah. Uh, Disney, ready to shill. Um, but, uh, Same. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. But, I've been saying for years, I'm ready for us to sell out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. Please. I've been trying to sell out for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have this one issue of Ultimate Spider-Man on the West Coast. I had just gotten it. Bendis confirms an interview for Event Leviathan at Collider. Yeah. Series of amazing events. Yeah. I call, And I don't bring the comic with me. I call the ex who happens to know Brian... She's able to run by my house, grab the comic, bring it to Brian. She's able to reunite with Brian because they had met in the power set. I'm able to get my Ultimate Spider-Man number one signed by Brian Michael Frickin' Bendis in person. Mm -hmm. And all of these things wouldn't have happened if my dad didn't get me into comics all those years ago. There you go. So I had this amazing moment of like meeting a hero, reuniting with an ex, having an ex have a great work experience, having all this stuff happen. And now whenever I hold that comic, not only is it my Ultimate Spider-Man number one, it's all of those different relationships. It's my dad. It's my ex. It's like hero worship. And that's what Comic-Con is. Every year, yeah. and for some reason, we're so cynical we only see the Hall H problems, yeah, and yeah. that that is like that's the pinnacle of what's wrong with society for me. Yeah. And I, I just think com- be better than that comic fans. Yeah. <laughs> be better. Yeah, no. Uh, so uh, as we're kind of like winding down, I want to know from you what is uh, a comic run, a series, uh, or just a just a certain arc that uh, really sticks with you that you recommend that you people wouldn't normally reach out to. For me, an example, I'd say. Uh, Lock and Key as a series is mm-hmm. is beautiful and it's perfect and you don't need to be a fan of comics to read it and understand and appreciate what it is because it's like do you like horror whatsoever are you a fan have you ever seen a Stephen King something I know you have because <laughs> everybody has so yeah. if you enjoy uh, fun mysteries in a perfectly serialized um, uh, story Lock and Key is for you and it ends beautifully and it ruins you and at the same time it gives you just enough hope just enough just a tiny bit where it's like some characters will be okay the other ones got ripped in pieces but like Ooh. overall it's okay <laughs> what would you say is maybe a few if you by the few. way god bless joe hill for, yeah, for being the son of stephen king and saying fuck that and <laughs> change, change it going under joe hill and making his own career and also being great not to say that he did not have advantages because clearly if you uh he he knew who you needed to call to have a career writing sure. novels but he himself is talented he didn't those book sales were not based off his dad's name I think he even said his agent didn't know uh, his dad was Stephen King so I mean did you ever see his face he looks like <laughs> yeah, Stephen yeah. King <laughs> I, dude I interviewed him at this year's Comic Con yeah. and Stephen King from 20 yeah. years ago sat down in front of me and I had to be like wait I'm interviewing the past yeah, yeah. move his hair up a little bit and you're like holy shit that's his face and his voice and his mannerisms yeah. like they it's the Ben Riley but, but Stephen King but God bless him for for charting his own path. Also, side note, his DC imprint, the horror imprint, Basketball yes. Heads. So, yes. When's that happen? Uh, also, the fact that he didn't go by Joe King, or no one has ever said King of the Hill when referencing either of them, is a shame. <laughs> There's two puns built into this family dynamic. Come on, guys. Make your own podcast, Stephen Joe. King is King of the Hill. His son, Joe King. It's right there. Uh, I would say... Tangled Web of Spider-Man is really slept on. Mm -hmm. Tangled Web of Spider-Man is an anthology series set in the world of Spider-Man about all the characters around Spider-Man. There's an amazing adaptation of Flowers for Algernon, the book we read in high school, Mm -hmm. called Flowers for Rhino, and it makes the most human take on Rhino you've ever read, and no one picked it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a 22-issue mini that's real good, so I'd I'd say that's one of my, my, like, 
should be picked up. And I don't think enough people know about Saga. I'm wearing a shirt, mm-hmm. but still. But still. There are, like, Saga cannot be overhyped because it is a book where you can have an entirely different experience from this page flip to this page flip that will change your life. Oh, yeah. And that's that's not common, and that's that can't be overhyped. Uh, it is a book that teaches acceptance while also informing you about world events while having you invest in characters that don't even look close to human. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's it's the only... Like, the medium... It, it can only be told in that medium. I don't think it should be adapted, and that's yeah. rare. I, I love adaptations. And I, it's, it's, it could only be a comic, yeah. and it's a perfect comic. So I'd say Saga. Uh, since you've collected almost every single Spider-Man issue, you, you mentioned Rhino. Uh, I think one of my favorite Spider-Man stories of all time was a two-parter. It was it was split. It was I think it was during the brand new day era. It was written by Joe uh, Joe Kelly, mm. um, and it's where it was during that where they tried to revamp all of Spider-Man's classic enemies. Yeah, and so the new Rhino shows up, yeah. and then the the old Rhino shows up and stomps the shit out of that <laughs> Rhino. But it was one of the times because the first issue is Peter's desperately trying to keep the old Rhino uh, from being brought back into yeah. because he's married and he's happy. And it's it's really heartwarming. And then the second issue, the new rhino kills the old rhino's wife, and it's devastating. Like and for one, it makes me. one it makes the rhino terrifying. Yeah. It's like this joke villain, but also it's just it, your heart breaks for him. And it's one of the few times where I was just like, <laughs> you know, over just reading a comic just made me really emotional. That's that's one of my all time. That two parter is one of my all time favorite Spider Man stories. Uh, and I, the the Juggernaut two parter is similar to that for me. The nothing okay, except yeah. the Juggernaut, where yeah. Spider Man just it, it's almost like his like issue thirty three lifting up everything. Yeah. Like I love when Spider Man gets to be the guy that should not be able to do any of these yep. things and like those characters. Spider Man's just great, yeah, uh, and so consistent. Yeah. And I think um, X Men Legacy. Have you read the the Legion when, stuff? Uh, no. So no. X Men Legacy was like a three hundred issue run, and then they brought it back with a Legion title, yeah. and it was one through twenty four, and it's all Legion covers. It's a Legion book. It, it's it's about David, yeah, and it is uh, basically a study of the male id ego and a character study of, of like psychotherapy by him having to fight all of the inner voices in his head and they're all personifications of his different powers yeah. so it's all taking place through psychotherapy and he's fighting his powers and solving all of his like mental issues but in a super heroic way that could only exist in comics yeah. so I, I think that's a really cool way to look at mental health and like the importance of mental health with super heroic so it doesn't feel like you're being lectured mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what comics are is like it's a way for us to subvert expectations and teach us moral compasses but if it's got a cape on we're not judging it yep. uh, bringing it back around uh, when it comes to tackling more difficult topics. I think Mr. Miracle does a, a, a fascinating job. I'm not going to say good because I don't think there's a good way to full. There isn't a right way when it comes to mental health. There are certain different avenues you can go down to coming to, to helping individuals. Mr. Miracle is a fun exploration of a multitude of those. And the ending is challenging. And I really appreciate what they're able to do with Scott Free. What the what Tom King wanted to do. The way Mitch Garrods and Tom King are able to bring that story to life. So mm-hmm. I can't recommend that story enough. It's beautiful. Um, and Coy, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. You can find me on Collider Heroes every Tuesday. We have a giant size podcast every Thursday. I do comic book shopping every so often whenever <laughs> someone has something to promote, and I'm very excited to help them do so. Uh, and then uh, please talk to me about comics because clearly I like them, and the world should have more comic book positivity, not just these billion-dollar movies. Read the books because yeah. they're worth it. Damn, man. Your enthusiasm is making me really excited to talk about comics in just a second. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're even talking about absolute carnage, doomsday clock number 11. They're it saying, exists. It does. And they said number 12 is going to come out in November. I'm like, fuck you. It's coming out in November. 2020. Yeah. November 2020. Yeah, listen, it's going to read really great in trade. Oh, oh it's going to be the best And listen, trade. Gary Frank's art's never is never going to age. So yeah. it's, it's, it, I'm, it's... I'm glad they're not rushing it. Yeah, I, I'm agreed. hurting, yeah. waiting, but I'm also... It doesn't ever feel hackneyed when I'm reading it, and that's more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have forgotten what happened last oh, week. Oh, I last, definitely... I've issue, reread but, issue 9 like four times, because yeah. by the time 10 came out, I was like, right? And yeah. then 11 came out, I was like, God damn. When yeah. 10 came out, I reread all of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a whole issue in here. I just didn't remember. Yeah. Like, I'm dead. Didn't even, don't have a fucking I clue I forgot Rorschach was a different dude. Yeah. Like, because they had done his origin the next one. He was acting like regular Rorschach. So yeah. I was reading it, and I was like, how did Rorschach come back? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, man. This, uh, I was like, wait, where the Saturn girl and that other old guy's in this? So I'm like, I don't really know what the fuck's <laughs> happening with them. But anyways, we're going to talk about that. Patreon.com slash Only Stupid Answers. Make sure you follow Only Stupid Answers on Twitter. And you got the vowels from Stupid. At Sam Basher. At DJ Talks Trash. Yes. Go to YouTube.com slash Only Stupid Answers to check out our reviews for Titan Season 2. First episode is out right now. You can get those every Friday. And we're doing more content everywhere. So make sure you're following at all the appropriate social medias. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.